Did you know that you don't need to wait until you're retired to start enjoying the benefits of a Roth IRA? On today's show, three Roth benefits you can use before retirement. And now, Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts. Let's make sure that no matter how old and wise you grow in life, that you don't grow old and broke. Paul is the president and chief wealth advisor with Roberts Wealth Management. These are some of the largest life-changing decisions you'll ever make in your lifetime. He and his team are your trusted all-star advisors in the Gulf Coast. I want to make as many memories from 62 to 82 as I can. He has the heart of a teacher. A lot of people have the wrong ideology of what their retirement money is. If you're seeking knowledge and information, you're in the right place. When the paycheck stop, you got to create your own paycheck. And now, Retire Right Radio. Hey, it's our weekly get-together, and we're going to talk about retiring right, as we do all the time. Welcome into Retire Right Radio Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins with uh, Paul Roberts, who is the president and chief investment advisor of the fiduciary firm, and they are local and trusted in the Gulf Coast. It's uh, Roberts Wealth Management. Paul and his team of all-star advisors can talk retirement with you, and Paul is founder of this show and of Retire Right TV that you can catch Saturdays at 5 p.m. on WLOX and Sunday mornings at 9 on 5 25. Here we are again. Paul, how are you? I'm doing great today, Dave. We've got a good show here. We're on our favorite topic, uh, one of the best financial tools out there in the world, the Roth IRA, huh? Yeah, we're going to break it down in, in, in ways that some ways that we don't always talk about on the show. But the reason that you harp on the one thing about the Roth uh, so much is because of where we are now, where we think we're going to go, and how the Roth can be beneficial. So it's, before we get into how you can use your Roth in ways before you retire, ways you may not be aware of, though it, it doesn't hurt to break down those tax benefits of the Roth. That's right. Yep. Well, um, most most of our listeners, you know, here is talking about a Roth IRA all the time, but that's why we decided to get into a little more details today to show them the true benefits of it. But the main benefit of a Roth IRA is you do not get the tax deduction up front like you do in an IRA. You put the money in after tax, but that money grows and compounds tax deferred until it becomes a nice heaping pile at the end. Well, that pile in the end comes out tax free. That's the beauty of a Roth IRA. And today, you know, we have a lot of people always telling us, but I want to put more pre-tax money in my 401k instead of after tax, or I want to put a IRA contribution in instead of a Roth IRA because I want the tax deduction now. Well, we are in an all-time low tax bracket, and I don't think anyone out there listening will disagree with this. There's no way taxes will be this cheap in the future. So which is more important, getting the getting the income deduction today or having a nice big chunk of tax-free money when you need it later and you get to retirement? Plus, we're going to cover today all the other benefits, the the benefits that you can utilize during your working career that you don't necessarily have to wait until retirement with a Roth IRA. Now, when it comes to 401k or an IRA, there's very limited benefits until you reach age 59 and a half and you can withdraw that money and utilize it. There's a lot of penalties and a lot of stipulations during your working career with an IRA or a 401k, but the Roth provides some benefits that people, most people we find out there are completely unaware of. And hey, What's greater than a retirement account that you can use before you get to retirement if you need to? Yeah, and a lot of these are probably kind of, uh, you may want to look at it as last resort, or uh, and you can lay that down, Paul, on which are best for that. But right. what, So you can take the right. contributions you put in at, at any time. Yeah, that's, that's something that people most people are just completely unaware of on a Roth IRA. There are two components of a Roth IRA account. You have contributions, the money you put in, mm -hmm. and then earnings, the, the the interest earned on the contributions that you put in. Now, most people have no idea that you can always take out your contribution money. On the other hand, your earnings, the, the interest gained on that contribution that was put in, it that will be taxed if you touch that money before you're eligible, meaning before age 59 and a half, if you start to take withdrawals. Mm -hmm. So they'll tax you on the earnings, but the contributions you make into that plan you can always draw back out if you need to during your working career. And you've already so paid the taxes. So You've already paid right. the taxes. So it just comes right back to you. So a little example here. Let's say you contribute the maximum of 6000 to a Roth IRA mm -hmm. and your investments grow to 7000 
right? Okay. You're eligible. You can withdraw that 6000 that you put in as a contribution back anytime you want or anytime you need it in life. It's the growth of your account, that extra $1,000 on top of the six that is earnings. Now, you, if you go take that out, you're going to have penalties and you're going to have to pay taxation on that money. But the original six you put in, you, you could draw it out. So basically, you can always withdraw every dollar that you contribute to a Roth IRA without paying taxes or penalty, because like Dave said, it, taxes have already been paid, and you don't have to wait until you're age 59 and a half to draw it out. You'll just need to remember that once you take that money out, the contribution out, you can't simply put it right back in and replace it as funds. So you've already maxed their, out, for instance, maybe you're- Right, you've already you maxed know. out your contribution for the year, and and they're trying to keep people from you know using this as a slush fund. Uh, right. Oh, I'm going to put my my Roth IRA money in. Oh, I need a little extra money. I'm going to pull it out and use take it real it quick and it stick back it back in. in. Take it <laughs> Yeah, that, they're yeah. not going to let you play those games. So but, if you have like a $6,000 contribution limit for the year and you pull six out, you can't put that back in? Not for that year because okay. you've already right. met your contribution limit for the year. Now, tell me if I understand this right. So that you the example you gave and you have 1000 in earnings. Let's say you are over 59 and a half. You still have to wait five years, though, from when you put the original contribution in, is that right? Before you can Correct. touch the earnings. From the initial date of starting the Roth IRA account. Okay. You have to wait five years before you take any draws out of it. Okay. okay. Um, which is one of the reasons like right now we're, we're encouraging a lot of our clients who are still working and they're still contributing to their 401k. We're trying to look down the road and saying, Hey guys, taxes are going to be much higher. Stop putting so much pre-tax money into your into your 401k at work because they have an after-tax option. Mm -hmm. You can contribute after-tax, and then when you retire, we can roll that over into a Roth IRA. One of the problems is if we did, waited, you contributed after-tax, and then we roll it out into a Roth IRA at the time of retirement, now you have a five-year period you have to wait before you can touch it. Right. But a little trick of the trade, something we're doing for a lot of our clients still working today, we're saying, hey, start putting uh, after-tax money in your 401k, but at our firm, we can open you an individual Roth IRA account mm -hmm. today, and that starts that five-year clock. So oh, then when okay. you get ready to retire and you roll it over, there it it's is. okay. You've already met your five-year, uh, yeah, you've already met your five-year term, and the money is available. So nice. there's, you know, there's, a, that's why we're getting into the details of the Roth today, we're right? There's a lot of here. Like ins that. and outs that people are unaware of. Most people know it's a good account that's tax-free in the end, but there's a lot of really cool functions of it that that you can utilize during your life. And we've got more to get into, but just want to remind yeah. you that you can get with Paul and his team on the right strategies for you preparing for retirement in retirement, 800-891-8680. That's how you make that happen. 800-891-8680. So break it down for us, if you would, Paul, on how you can use the Roth IRA to fund education. Well, First off, that's the we feel that is the best way to fund education for yourself, your kids, your grandkids today. Okay, um, we're we're not really using the five twenty nine plan that the traditional college savings plan that mm -hmm. most people are aware of anymore because it comes with too many stipulations. Um, for instance, you put money away in a five twenty nine plan for college. Yes, when your when your kids go to college, you can draw that money back out and pay for college tax free, but that money can only be utilized for tuition or books. Right. It okay. can't be used for housing or spending or anything else, right? So, and then the other problem with a 529 plan is they get to college. Well, if your children or grandchildren qualify for a federal Pell Grant to go to college, which is somewhere around $3,500 per semester right now, um, if they have money saved in a 529 plan, that disqualifies them from the Pell Grant. They have to spend their own money in the 529 plan before they can use the uh, Pell Grant. Okay. okay. So we're talking about $7,000 a year worth of government funding for your college that you you're going to void for yourself. You can't get because you you were responsible and saved money. Oh, so it's man. Kinda, you know, it's that, that American thing today, punishment for doing the right thing and saving. So, <laughs> well, well, yeah. But if you put money in a Roth IRA, it's a whole different ballgame. So if you or a loved one are considering going to college, uh, you may be able to hold off on student loans. Um, a Roth IRA can be used to fund that college tab. So it's a perfect option. Um, if you already have a healthy portfolio of investments and, and workplace and a retirement plan, and you've saved up some money for in that Roth, 
and one of your children go away to college, you can start withdrawing that money from the Roth IRA to pay for their college expenses. Um, and you can you can basically just avoid the 10% early withdrawal penalty mm-hmm. if it is being utilized for educational purposes. So it, it seems to us it's a, it's a much better play than the 529 plan because the 529 plan gives you the tax-free benefits, but you might get caught, you know, with the federal Pell Grant. You can only use it on certain things. The Roth IRA, you can use it for all types of college expenses, tuition, books, fees, also supplies, housing, things of that nature that the 529 plan will not allow you to use that money towards. So we feel that it's a much better tool saving for college and utilizing the Roth IRA today. More control. And it's been working yeah. great. It's a lot more control, a lot more flexibility. Less and you don't accidentally outdo yourself, right? Well, I love that. Man, you made me think on that one. And um, as you do all the time, we got about a minute, a little less, but yeah. just purchasing yeah. a home, don't want to leave that out. No, purchasing a home is for, for the purchase of home, you're eligible to withdraw up to $10,000 of earnings from your from your Roth IRA to build, rebuild, buy a home, whatever you need to do without penalty, without paying taxes. So it's it's a pretty amazing thing. Of course, make sure that you're adhering to that five-year rule. You can't go drawing it out before those first five years. But if it's been there five years, you can pull it out and pay for a home. And, and then another one last thing before we go uh, on to commercial break here on the Roth IRA is benefits are better than ever. Um, a lot of people, the contribution limits are higher and higher each year. That's great. And one of the things that we find a lot of people think is my income is too high. I cannot contribute to a Roth IRA. Well, we've got ways around that too. We've got something we call the backdoor Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Uh, my income um, phases me out of being able to make Roth IRA contributions every year, but I do. I make backdoor Roth IRA contributions with look, any of our listeners who are out there and they're, they're trying to get savvy. I can tell you right now, if you want to succeed going forward in retirement today, number one best way to set yourself up for success is to start strategically planning your taxes in the future. A Roth IRA is an amazing tool with all kinds of benefits, all kinds of flexibility. Even if you think you can't contribute, we can help you contribute. It is time to start putting some money in a Roth IRA if you have not previously. And so any of our listeners are out there listening, they're thinking, hey, this sounds good. I understand what they're talking about. We need to start planning for taxes in the future. I know taxes are getting higher. So what we're going to offer for the next 15 callers who call right now, Dave, we're going to give them an absolutely complimentary, no obligation meeting with one of our all-star advisors. Sit down with one of our advisors. Let's look at your current situation. Are you retired or are you way you're on your way to retirement? If you're headed to retirement, let's set some goals. Let's start doing some advanced tax planning so you'll really benefit when you get there. If you're already there, let's sit down and let's start planning out, making sure you have the right portfolio to meet your needs. You're not paying too much in fees or commissions. You're not paying too much as in taxes. And we can really start putting together some advanced tax planning strategies for you too. How do we start repositioning this money from this tax bond bucket we call our IRA into a Roth IRA or other tax-free vehicles? Now, I think everybody out there listening today know higher taxes is right around the corner. You're running out of time to start planning for taxes. So time is of the essence. Let's get you started today. Give us a call. Get in our office. Let's get with an all-star advisor. And let's get you planned to, to succeed and to retire right. 800-891-8680. Get with Paul and his team. A comprehensive financial review. 800-891-8680. And he's offering this on a limited basis at no cost or obligation. 800-891-8680. More to come, Paul. What are we doing next? Well, women generally live longer than men, and their relationship with money has certainly evolved over the years, but it could be better. When we come back, we'll take a look at some differences between men and women when it comes to retirement planning. Retire Right Radio. We're back with a conversation with Paul Roberts. Uh, He was uh, President, Chief Investment Advisor, Roberts Wealth Management, a fiduciary firm, a great team of all-star advisors. He introduces them and talks about them proudly on this show, and he should be because they're very passionate about what they do, too, in in their area. And they come together as a team to build good, solid retirement plans, and they can for you very trusted advisors in the Gulf Coast. All right, we're going to talk about the differences in retirement planning between women and men here, Paul. Number one is women live longer. 
I mean, so and but there's there are other differences too, and we don't want a broad brush here because you can't do that. And women, right. as you That's said, right. they've gone a long ways. You've got a you got what one daughter, or two daughters, two daughters. Yep, and they're both very financially responsible people. Yeah. I've got a daughter, and she's more financially responsible than <laughs> at age uh, seventeen than I was in my thirties. Uh, I know, uh, isn't it incredible? Uh, I so, mean, they're, they they take such a better position these days than we did back in the past. They're yeah. they're, they're they're always forward looking. They live within their means. They they save money. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed with this next generation coming up. They're, I, they're yeah. financially savvy. They're, they live. They're really realistic. You've talked about that, and, and, and I agree with you, and, they, you know, they catch a lot of flack. It's easy to say those millennials or those, uh, what's That's before, right. Gen Xers, not Gen X, what Gen Zers, whatever comes after millennials. But anyway, I agree with you, and in talking about women, women have certainly uh, changed, and I'm so glad of that, uh, from the old uh, Ward and June Cleaver days, leave it to Beaver. Exactly. Uh, but let's look at the fact is how retirement planning is different, and the fact that they live longer means you've got to plan even longer. Yeah, yeah, and and like you said, we don't want to hit this with a broad brush. We want we want uh, to be clear here. Uh, I am highly, highly impressed with a lot of the women who come in today and how they take charge of their retirement and what they're doing in their financial orders. But just in general, you know, like you said, from back in the Cleaver days, you know, the, in the 1940s and 50s, you know, women didn't really have a financial role in households. And so they've been evolving and changing and moving into having more of a financial role today. But, you know, um, they need to start really taking a really strong financial role because there's a couple of differences in, in female and men. One of the first things is exactly what you're saying. They they live longer, right? Mm -hmm. On on average, women live five years longer than men. I, you know that's a statistic. It's not everybody out there, but on average, five years longer than the men. You know, a, a longer life it pretty much just means more financial complexity, right? Yeah, more saving, more more due diligence in your planning, more income planning, making sure that that money lasts the rest of your life. You know, a lot of women may need to fund their retirement. They may live 30 plus years in retirement. So they really need to be part of the planning process. I can tell you in our office, if we, anytime we have a gentleman come in and, and the wife's not present, we tell him we'd like her to be present on the next meeting because we want her involved. And he, well, you know, I make the decisions and I, and I take care of the finances. And I don't mean that in a, in a uh, masticistic way. I'm just saying they may, that may be the way our household works. You know, hey, yeah. I take care of all this. We say, yes, I know, but we still want her in the meetings. Uh, we want her in all the meetings because there's a lot of things that apply to her. Survivalship income, she's going to outlive you. You know, a lot of different parts of the pieces that she needs to understand. And also, you need to understand, buddy, it's good for you to have her here because you're earning brownie points. Because we're <laughs> going to talk about a bunch of different subjects in front of her. And she's going to go, oh, wow, well, he's really taking care of me. Uh -huh. So, you know, right. we're going to help you create a more happy household. So hey. definitely bring her in I, and involve her in the process. I believe you talked about this last week. Got to keep mama happy. I mean, Gotta you said keep it. mama happy. And you said happy that our wife, happy life, right? podcast <laughs> listeners in the North might, might say, what? What does that mean, keep mama happy? <laughs> We, you That's know, <laughs> you in might. the deep South, we know exactly what that means, right? <laughs> well, if we look at women then, do you, would you agree that, I mean, do women tend to be a little more cautious with risk? Yes, they are very much. Um, one of the things I appreciate working with women a lot is sometimes, and especially sometimes when they get to retirement, you know, the, the man has been a, especially if they've been an entrepreneur or something that nature where they've been big risk takers all their life and, and they've, they've, you know, invested high risk in the markets and, and things of that nature. And we get to retirement and we start having to talk with them and, and help them understand that you can't live with that type of risk. You can't function through retirement with that type of high level of risk. Now, if we plan out your income and all your income is secure and you have some extra money left over, well, cool. You can take more risk with that money, right? Mm -hmm. But that's another reason we like having the wife in on the conversations because generally speaking, women are always much more conservative and take a much more conservative approach and don't want to take so much risk. You know, generally speaking, most women want security and that's what they're looking for. And so it, it helps a lot in our meetings at the office having the wife and the woman involved because sometimes the man's like, well, no, I want to, I want to, you know, hit big. I'm going to, I'm going to put it all on black and roll it, you know, and what, no, hold on, buddy. This is, this is the rest of you and your wife's life. You know, you can, right. we're not, we're not going to roll the dice on this one. We need. And so a lot of the times it's really nice to have the wife or the woman involved because she's, Hey, 
no, let's let's take a more conservative approach going forward. So and, true. And, yeah. and generally, they do, you know, and and they they've got a and also, uh, you know, nothing can be said, and you can never overpass woman's intuition. You know, it's 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 known today, and it should, if not, it should be known that women are much more intuitive than men. You know, their mm-hmm. their intuition is generally a lot clearer and a lot a lot more sound. And so, you know, a lot of the financial decisions you have to make in life, we we always tell people. Stop using your brain and use your gut or use your intuition. Some your gut and your intuition will never lead you astray and, and it'll lead you in the right direction. And it's sometimes it's a good part to have the female part of the relationship involved in financial decisions because they have more of that intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're looking forward and they, they they're feeling, uh, that's not such a good idea. And, so and, and they are uh, in many ways more strategic. And we're, we're looking at how retirement is different for men and women. And of course, uh, uh, Paul's team, Paul and his team work with a lot of couples together. But yeah, a lot of times it could be a, a widower or widow, divorcee, right. a, and, and, and they need to adjust the strategies. 800-891-8680, but they'll get the right strategies for you. 800-891-8680. Women can definitely be more strategic and thoughtful, but they are also more thoughtful in another way. They do tend to put loved ones first, but shouldn't, I mean, you've, you've said it on the show before you need to pay yourself first. Yeah. Yeah. Pay yourself first, take care of yourself, but also, you know, what about your loved ones? And I think that's where it leans a lot more with women in financial planning. They, they're, they're a lot more um, apt to consider taking care of their other loved ones and other people you know, it can be easy to, to deprioritize, prior, deprioritize, that's a tough one, mm-hmm. uh, retirement savings um, when you're funding college savings plan or caring for elderly parents, um, you know, those things feel more urgent. But women also need to invest in themselves. You know, women work hard for their money and they should remember, pay themselves first, like we said. Uh, Fund a retirement plan before you contribute to your kid's savings plan uh, or before you go tapping into taking care of your parents' care and things of this nature. And that's one of the things that, that we, we got to kind of always, every every once in a while, we have to kind of steer uh, the females back a little direction. Hey, I know that's great. You want to do all these things for the kids and the college and you want to take care of your parents and everybody else. And that's your, your normal female instinct is to want to take care of others. But you, you need to take care of yourself. Don't put yourself in a situation where you shortchange yourself because you've been doing so much for everybody else. And finally, I I know that trust is important with everyone, and and especially when you're dealing with someone who's helping you set up your retirement, the next chapter of your life. But I would think probably maybe even a little more important with women to to, you. You have to earn that trust. Oh yeah, you got to you. There's much more trust earning with the woman, with the females. You know that a lot of time we find the men, it's just all right. What are you going to do, and how do you do it for me? Mm-hmm. And is that what I want with the women? It's well, but do I trust you, and do I feel that you have my best interest at hand? Do I feel that you're you 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 want to take care of me? We also find you know when when dealing with a traditional couples, like I said earlier, it's common that a financial advisor out there in the industry may kind of just assume that the man takes the leading role in making decisions. Well, in our office, it's a little different. The man may take the leading role, but we want the female part of the process, even if that is the case. But also, given that that most people think the man takes the the, the lead in making the decisions, it's no surprise that eighty percent of widows and divorcees. They move on to find a new advisor, um, according to the Spectrum Group. Well, now, is that because they had, feel like they weren't being talked to? That's right. They they may or maybe the trust wasn't there. Maybe they didn't feel they had that trust, or they didn't feel like they you were you were catering to them. You were catering to the to the male too much, you know. And so generally, eighty percent of them move on and find a new advisor. They're going to go find somebody they trust and feel good with. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why you. I mean, your team. You you've said it. I mean, you're you're talking to both. That's right. And you're planning well, it, for both. You're planning for both. And that's also why we want women part of the planning process, because nearly all women at some point in their life will become the sole financial decision maker in their household. You know, mm-hmm. um, if, when he passes, you, you're going to be taking care of these things. And so that's why we feel it's very important that even if the wife isn't the financial decision maker, uh, the female should still be part of the process because they need to learn and understand who we are. That we have their best interests at mind. They need to build that trust level we were just talking about with us, so that one day, if if their husband, which odds are the husband will pass away before the wife, she's going to be in charge of the financial situation now. So, you don't want her in some place where she's just I, I don't know and I don't know what to do. And you know, and we find that a lot. We find a lot of widows coming and say, "Is I'm just overwhelmed with this and I don't know where to go or what to do." So. 
you know, we can't stress to the men out there. It's really important that your, your female partner is part of the, the financial planning process. It's part that they need to build the relationships. They need to build the trust with the advisor you're working with. So that, that way they feel that they're taken care of and somebody has their best interest when you move on from this world. Um, today, we, we've got something going on. We're going to have a little nice little promo today, Dave. You know, just like we said earlier, mm-hmm. for the next 15 callers who call the show right now, if any of this stuff is touching your heart, if it's resonating with you, if it's making sense to you, and you really need to get a good sound look at, at your financial situation, maybe you just need a second opinion. Maybe you don't have an income plan. Maybe you don't feel you had ad, uh, adequate tax planning going forward. Or maybe you just don't feel that your wife has a good enough trust relationship with that advisor. A lot of people come to us because the wife didn't like the other advisor and didn't feel they could trust them. If you're in any of those situations, for the next 15 callers, you can come in, sit down with us, have a one-on-one meeting with one of our all-star advisors. There's there's no obligation. There's no upfront cost for this meeting. Um, it's just a good use of your time. Come sit down. Let's see if we're a good fit to work with each other. Let's see if we can provide some value in your life and if we can help you. Let's see if we, we're on the same page. If you're someone who's very forward-looking, if you think taxes are going to get higher, if you think you want your loved ones taken care of, we'd probably be a good fit for each other because that's the way we see financial planning. We don't want to just look at today. We want to plan for today and the rest of the future. We want to create some situation where you and your loved ones have all the confidence they need in their financial plan to live out their life. So pick up the phone, give us a call, come sit down with one of our All-Star Advisors. Let's get you started and let's get you on the path to retire, retire right. 800-891-8680. And then you can uh, sit down with the team. And that in, that team includes Jessica, Sabrina, Heidi, <laughs> all there. And, of course, Brennan and Carter and, and the whole team there of All-Star Advisors. 800-891-8680. And talk about your retirement. Next 15, no cost or obligation, 800 891 8680. More to come. What's next, Paul? Well, when we come back, if you don't have a 401k, don't worry. There are plenty of options to save for retirement and keep building that retirement nest egg. You don't need your company to provide for you. You can provide for yourself. Retire Right Radio. Great conversation every week, and it's great to have you along here on News Talk 104.9 with Paul Roberts, President, Chief Investment Advisor, Roberts Wealth Management, a teacher at heart. And you know that from listening to this show. Plus, Paul, I want to mention, uh, has a lot of seminars that he hosts too. And we always try to keep you up to date on when they're coming up. And you can really learn a lot from those. And you can really learn a lot about you specifically if you set up a consultation with Paul and his team of all-star advisors. Well, you said it earlier. You don't. You can. Rely, you need to rely on yourself first off in anything in life. So if your company offers a 401k, that's great. If they don't offer a 401k, you're going to lay down some options here. No worries. Uh, there are right. ways you can do it yourself. I guess we might as well start with the obvious, Paul, IRA, (laughs) the obvious. Well, you know, the way we see it is today, the pensions and company liability to their employees and things of that nature are a thing of the past. We live in a do-it-yourself retirement world anyways. So if your company doesn't doesn't have or offer a 401k, it's no big deal. In the four, you're going to have to do it all yourself and figure out how much to save and how much to, how to plan your retirement anyways. Well, you don't need a company. We can help you with that. There's a few options we're going to cover today. First one, yeah, fund an IRA, right? Mm-hmm. You can defer paying income tax each year on up to $6,000 that you contribute to that IRA. If you're fi- age 50 or older, you can contribute up to $7,000 a year in that IRA. Um, so couples can contribute up to 12000 a year or if over age 50, up to $14,000 a year. And that could be a nice tax deduction for you today. Um, of course, you know, we're always talking, we talked in earlier segments about that we're, we're not so big on funding the IRA today as, as much as what we'll get into in a minute, the Roth IRA and other tax-free vehicles, because we know taxes will be higher in the future. But it, it doesn't matter. Saving money, period, is funding any account is taking a step towards your future. It's getting you set. And, you know, income taxes on that IRA, the good thing is the income taxes won't be due to you for you. They won't be due until you get to retirement. Um, and We've got plenty of time to work around that or 
or reposition or figure out what we need to do before we get there. Just funding any account. If you don't have a 401k at work, please, let's get you started. Come start an account today. Um, I don't think any of our listeners out there think that any company or any government is going to bail them out or take care of them when they get to retirement. Yeah. Like I said, it's a do it yourself world today, Dave. Let's get you started. Let's take the bull by the horns. Take, you know, take control of your financial future for yourself. Well, that's it. And then, and of course you mentioned this with the traditional IRA, then the Roth, and you've talked about how this is, I mean, this is like probably the, the most important time in history, maybe of the Roth to look at it. It is. It is. And, you know, that's that's one of the problems for the baby boomer generation, Dave, is that the Roth IRA came along a little too late Uh in their careers. And and there wasn't enough exposure or teaching or understanding around it. So not enough people had enough either weren't aware of it and didn't take advantage of it or it just came along too late and they didn't really have time to save up a significant amount of money in it. But I can tell you right now for the future. And there's been no more significant time historically in America than today to start putting money in a Roth IRA. Now, the reasons like we covered earlier are because you put that money in, yeah, you're putting it in after tax now. So you're not getting the, the, the tax deduction up front like you would in an IRA today, but that's okay. Because taxes are on sale today is what we're always telling people, yeah. right? Get them while they're cheap. You're never going to see taxes this cheap again. Pay them today. Let's save that money. Let that money compound and grow and let it be tax free in the future. You know, we always talk in in our workshops and things to try to help people wrap their mind around this stuff. I I like to give the analogy of of the farmer, you know, in the IRA, the farmer is is making a deal with the IRS saying, hey, I need a break here. And the IRS says, that's okay. Don't you don't have to pay taxes on the seeds that you go sow your field. (laughs) Right. Okay. He sows his field. He didn't pay taxes on the seeds. He grows this big old harvest of grain. That's worth a whole lot more than all the seeds. And then they tax him on the harvest coming out the back end. Oh, right? man. So a Roth IRA is the direct opposite. Well, the, the farmer's, farmer's going, man, I wish I'd looked at that seed tax. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why the next year when the farmer goes to sow his field, he approaches the government. <laughs> and he says, hey, forget that deal we had last year. I'm okay paying taxes on the seeds. Uh, I would rather pay on these seeds because I want my nice, big, fat harvest to come out of the back end. I want all that uh, harvest to come out tax-free. I love looking at it that way because, I mean, you can uh, that really lays it out perfectly. And that's what a Roth IRA is. Yeah. As we were talking about, you know, contribution limits, the the same contribution limits we gave on an IRA, you can add up to $6,000 a a year per person, or if you're over age 50, up to $7,000 a year. So you can make those same contribution amounts to a Roth IRA every year. Um, Some people are in a place where they can save more than that. Well, maybe we max out your contribution to your IRA, and we max out your contribution to your Roth IRA. And we've got a few other different good ways of saving money for retirement. But like I said, Dave, this is the greatest time ever to talk about a Roth IRA. We all know taxes are about to go up. And we know that over the next 5, 10, and 20 years, taxes are going to be higher. Look, we just crossed over a $30 trillion national debt. Mm. Okay, we're, we're, we're talking about another $1.9 trillion of stimulus to still get us out of COVID. We're going to have some severe market corrections and some, and some business failure economically coming our way over the next one and two years. We have not seen the lagging economic effects of COVID yet. Everybody thinks, you know, we're, we're, at, we're in the clear. We're not in the clear yet. Mm-hmm. These economic effects take a year or two years to set in. Well, a lot we of the band-aids, I mean, that had to be. I'm not I'm not arguing one way or the other on that, right. but they're going to come back. We, they, we have to be paid. Hey, let me just throw this out. Any questions you have, too, that you, that, and especially as they apply to you, feel free to call 800-891-8680. You can reach Paul and his team, 800-891-8680. One of the things about the 401k, if you do have it, is, I mean, you don't really miss it. I mean, if it comes out, you don't miss it. See, can you set that that thing up for yourself if you don't have the 401k like with the ira oh yeah and you know like we talked in previous shows before dave i like the whole idea when we're talking about people about saving for retirement we, we give them this idea out of sight out of mind right mm-hmm. you want you want that you want your paychecks or your income to hit your account and you want boom you want to set up a direct deposit get that money out of that account right, right? Or do that I, ghost I deposit I, like you said you used to trick that's yourself right. I'm, 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 I have no problem admitting it. You know, everybody's different out there. I, I have amazing financial plans for my future, but I like things. I like my toys. I like having fun. <laughs> I like things. You know, my wife is the, 
is the uh, frugal one and the, and the saver of the family. <laughs> and she has to keep me in check because I'm, I'm ready to go buy my next toy or do something, you know. And so for, for our own well, retirement we're back savings, to the last segment. That the wife keeps you in check. <laughs> the wife keeps you in check. That's right. <laughs> Lean on them and their intuition and, mm-hmm. right? and their conservative nature. But, uh, you know, set up a direct deposit. I can tell you my retirement savings, it goes out on the first of every month. Boom. It's gone. It's gone before I even get to the you bank, don't even before see I even it. go online and see it. Yeah, I want that money gone. Right. I don't even want to think I have it. I don't want to consider it. Right. Mm-hmm. Just get it out. Get, get it, it out gone. Of here. I like yep. it. Let me ask you this too. If you don't have a 401k and that's what we're looking at and the IRA is certainly good, but the, uh, the, the, the limits are lower that you can put in each year, the IRA than a 401k. So what other options right. are out there? What are some well, other you options? know, we have, we have some other, plenty other options. Um, self-employed people have what we call a SEP, mm-hmm. you know, a, a self-employed pension. We have simple IRAs. Um, there are also what we call tax code 7702 plans where we're actually, we don't have the contribution limits, but we're funding investments to be tax-free later when we get to retirement. Um, another good little idea, you know, that we help a lot of people with every year is, hey, you know, everybody, you know, if, if you get a tax refund in, and, you know, most people have grown uh, accustomed to, oh, I got my tax refund, you know, I'm going to go buy the new TV or do these yeah, things or do the things it, I yeah. want with. Yeah, well, you know what? Here's a food for thought. If you get a tax refund, that's that's money the IRS just gave you back. Let's turn around and throw it back into a contribution. Mm-hmm. You want you want to really feel like you're winning? Get that tax refund from them and put it in a Roth IRA where it gets it comes tax free in the future. Right yeah. now, you you really feel like you're winning one there, huh? But there's also you know just taxable investment accounts, meaning we can just save it in what we call a non qualified account. There are no contributions there. You can save all the money you want there. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it's taxable each year. You, you'll you'll get a 1099 at the end of the year and have to pay taxes on capital gains. But as we always tell people, never let taxes get in the way of taking a profit and never let taxes get in the way of planning your financial future. Right. right? Taxes are just part of life. Let's work around it. Um, but there's also, you know, savings accounts out there. There's some pretty good savings well, like accounts for an today. Fund, That's not great. Maybe. Right, emergency fund. Yeah. yeah. Um, CDs, things of that nature. I know they're not paying much today, you know, a half to 1%, but at least you're saving and you're putting it away. You know, um, you build up a significant balance in there. Then we can take that money out of that savings counter CD and uh, start putting it into, to, you know, a little higher gain investment. But it's a good place to start. If, if, if our listeners have not started at all, start with a savings account and a CD. Once you build up that balance to where you can cover your, your emergency funds and you have excess, then we'll start taking that excess and start investing it and start putting it in different avenues that we talked about, an IRA, a Roth IRA, a non-qualified taxable account. Look, the whole point here, Dave, is there is a lot more ways than one to skin a cat, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people get overwhelmed with financial planning and retirement planning because it's just, there's too much and there's too complicated and there's too many different features and accounts and ways and taxation and all of this. But the good news for all of our listeners is even though it's a do it yourself retirement world, you don't have to do it yourself. If you pick up that phone right now, what we're going to do is the next 15 callers, we're going to give you a fully complimentary zero obligation meeting with one of our all-star advisors. Now in this review, we will do a, in this meeting, we'll do a comprehensive review of your current financial situation, where you're at, where you want to go and what you need to do to get there. If you're on your way to retirement or if you're already retirement retired, are you in the right place? Do you feel good about what you're doing? Do you need a second opinion on your current situation or portfolio? We're going to do a full fee analysis See, how do we go into your accounts and reduce fees or commissions as much as possible? Full tax analysis. Are you putting away the money correctly for the future taxation? And is there any way we can reduce your taxes currently? We'll do full out income planning because, you know, as we always say, Dave, there's no retirement without an income plan. If you're going to retire, you need to know where the income's going to come from the rest of your life. You're not going to run out of money and it's sustainable. Point is, we take all of the mystery out of financial planning for our clients but we never tell anyone what to do. It's a team effort. We're jo- our job is to be your coach on your journey, provide you with the facts and information you need to make good decisions for yourself. But it's a warm conversation. That's what these meetings are. Sit, come sit down. Let's talk about your goals. Let's talk about your concerns, where you're trying to go. And then we'll help you map out how to get you there. And we'll keep it simple for you. And we'll keep it educational. We want you to be part of the planning process. We want you to understand where we're going. 
And this is a comprehensive review with a fiduciary firm, but they're a team. Paul and his team of all-star advisors getting behind you. Right strategies for you, your retirement. As Paul said, it is a do-it-yourself world in planning now, but you don't have to do it yourself. You can get this team behind you. 800-891-8680. One more, Paul. We're going to bring in the listeners, and you're going to do all the heavy lifting. Yep, and when we as soon as we come back from the commercial break, Dave will tell you how to submit your questions to the show. But right now, look, we've got plenty of questions this week. We've been we, we we've been saying we're going to commit an entire show to questions because we can't get to them all. Great listeners, great questions being submitted. We'll tackle as many of them as we can when we get back. Retire Right Radio. Here we go into probably our favorite segment on the show with Paul Roberts, Roberts Wealth Management. He's the president, chief investment advisor of this fiduciary firm, local and trusted in the Gulf Coast, building retirement plans. And I think it's the reason it's our favorite is it's questions from you, the listener. And Paul likes to answer those. And um, here we go, Paul. We got some good ones, as always. We have some really good ones today. Biloxi opens it up. With a $2.5 million portfolio and mostly fixed income, is it necessary to have $200,000 in a variable annuity? The fees are high, very high. And the sales pitch rationale is that I have no pension otherwise. Is this true? What a great question. We're going to have fun with this one, Dave. But before we even get into it, I got to mention our last segment when we were talking about – females and, and, and women's participation in financial planning today. Mm-hmm. You know, our listeners are unaware, but we do not use anyone's name on the questions that you submit. Just uh-huh. so you know that we don't ever put any names out there. And for compliance reasons, we don't also. Yeah. But this question was submitted by a female. Mm-hmm. So let's look at this for just a second. What a savvy female. Okay. And, and she does her due diligence. She mm-hmm. obviously educates herself. First of all, congratulations. You have $2.5 million in a portfolio. That's great. Um, It's mostly fixed income. We'll come back to that and address that. But she said, is it necessary to put $200,000 in a variable annuity? And here's what she said. The fees are very high. Yes. Good for you. How did you you did your due diligence and you did your research and you you looked into it? Mm -hmm. Um, She says the fees are high and the sales pitch rationale is that I have no pension. Is, Is this true? Well, yes, it's true you have no pension, um, but do I think that is just a sales pitch to you? Yeah, obviously so. Um, I don't think the variable annuity is the right type of product to create pension-like income out of. Um, personally, I'm going to step a little bit out and make a bold statement here. I just do not like variable annuities at all. Never have and never will. Uh, we have never used them in our firm, and we never will. And this might ruffle a couple of feathers out there, but Generally, the only rationale I find behind people trying to sell a variable annuity to somebody is because it's nice. It's a nice high commissions and fees, and it's 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 in the the salesperson's best interest uh-huh. to sell a variable annuity. Um, yeah. But you know, we're a fiduciary firm, Dave. We you do it do in that. our client's best interest, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it might be in my best interest. We might make more money using them, but it's not in the client's best interest. We, I, I don't think they're a very good product. Um, I'm going to say terrible product. Well, she high said fees, fees and risky. High. Yeah, right. I mean, you're you're yeah. at risk in your portfolio. All you're doing is owning mutual funds, which are still at risk. And then you're paying in the average uh, variable annuity somewhere between 3 and 5% a year in fees, mm-hmm. which is just nuts. Mm-hmm. Nothing out there is worth that fee. Mm-hmm. And if you want to just own mutual funds and have your money at risk, you can just buy mutual funds at 1%. <laughs> Why are you paying a variable annuity <laughs> right. company 3 to 5% in fees to own mutual <laughs> Just a product that totally doesn't make sense. So good for you doing your due diligence and not buying the product. Um, yeah, I do not agree with their statement. I think it's a bad product. If you did need to create more pension income, and I'm going to state something else here, though. What they are saying is you have no pension income. That's true. In the beginning, she said, I have $2.5 million in my portfolio that is mostly all fixed income, meaning bonds okay, and treasuries. However, what you need to be aware of, and this other advisor didn't share with you, is that we're in we're we're coming into a rising interest rate 
an inflationary uh, economy. As rates start to rise, it will have a negative influence on your fixed income positions in your portfolio. You will start to lose value in your bonds and treasuries as interest rates start to rise. So we might want to take another look at you holding all of that money in fixed income. I don't think that's the best scenario for you either. Um, now, the variable annuity is not, but you might want to consider taking some of your two and a half million out, depending on you know what you need for income needs. You might want to consider taking some of that out and purchasing a fixed indexed annuity that is an income derived annuity. That's a whole different ballgame than the variable. They don't have all these high fees. They guarantee that income the rest of your life, and they don't have a downside in the market. There's no so risk. It's a lot, there's no risk there, and it's just turning your money into income, and it doesn't have the interest rate risk that your, your uh, mostly fixed, fixed income portfolio has. So that's a good, really good consideration for you. Um, I highly suggest you, you give our office a call. Come sit down with one of our all-star advisors because you're going to get a whole lot out of the meeting. I can tell you that now because you're somebody who does their due diligence and research. And if you like information and learning, all of our advisors are teachers at heart. They will explain all this to you, lay it all down to you. They'll never try to sales pitch you and convince you to do something. They're just going to lay it all out. And if you're an inquisitive, due diligent person, you're going to appreciate it. And together as a team with them, you're going to be able to make yourself a good decision on what are some good moves for you to make next. So I'd highly suggest you give us a call because I, I think you're you're on to something, but you got a couple more couple more laggers there, lagging factors there that you need to uh, evaluate. Well, and we always talk about what you do get at the consultation with you and your team, but here's something you don't get. You just said it. You're not going to get a sales pitch. You're, that's right. It's not going to be a pitch. Uh, yeah, and that's we're there how, to help you solve problems. Yeah, that's, right. That's what our job is. How do you? What is your problem? What are your concerns? Let's figure out how we solve them. Then getting that reward in your retirement. That's right. Well, here we go for Biloxi, 800-891-8680. And for you as well, 800-891-8680. Mobile is next. When you withdraw monies from a 401k plan, pay the taxes, reinvest the balance into a Roth, is there a waiting period of five years before the profit is tax-free? Also, if you do this yearly, must each conversion amount be held for five years? Or once the Roth is open, is it only one five-year period? Well, good. That's a easy short one, right, Dave? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, do you have to, a five-year waiting period? Answer is yes. You do have that five-year waiting period after you do the rollover, unless you had already established a Roth IRA before. In previous segments in this show, we mentioned that our clients who are still contributing their 401k, we go ahead and open them a Roth IRA right now at our office. That way, when their 401k becomes available to roll over at retirement, when we rolled over that Roth, we've already met our five-year period. So some food for thought there. But if you do the rollover into a Roth and the tax conversion at that time, yes, you're starting the clock right then. You have your five-year window. And then they also asked um, if, you do, if you're doing the conversion yearly, um, should you have to uh, does that five-year period keep resetting each year? No, the five-year period just starts the day you open the account. Okay? Okay. Start, open the account, and you just got to meet five. You can continue to keep converting every year, and it doesn't extend that five-year period to say. You go went through your five. You did your five. You made it. Now, all you got to do is do your five. For the day you open the account, you got five. That's do it. Do your five. Well, great question, because there's a lot, a lot of time, I think, for many, and me included, confusion over that whole five-year thing. Uh, Pedal is next. I'm 63, just got an inheritance of about 200000 I have 15000 in credit card debt and 50000 left on my mortgage. So I could become debt-free, still have about 135000 left to invest, or I could, could just invest all of it and continue paying off debts over the next few years. What do you suggest? Uh, if you've got $15,000 in credit card, get, get get that going right away, right? Get rid we, of that. We don't like credit card debt. Yeah. Um, if you're a regular listener to the show, you'll hear me always talking about I am not an anti-debt person. I, I, I love debt. I love leveraging. It's a matter of managing debt properly, mm -hmm. right? And you have what we call good debt and bad debt in the world. That credit card debt is bad debt, okay? Now, when it comes to the... the uh, the 50000 left on your mortgage at home, well, that comes to a lot of other factors. What's your rate, right? Um, you know, if you're like me, I'm just 
refinance some properties and I'm getting like 2.4%. At at 2.4%, I'm not in a hurry to pay anybody, (laughs) right? Right. And and then the other question there is on your mortgage, are you getting any type of tax deductions on interest you're paying in? So if you're only paying a a low, low interest rate and you're getting tax deduction on interest you're paying in, you might not want to pay that off right now. You might want to put all that much more money to work um, because that much more that money is going to be earning so much higher potential than that low mortgage rate that you have. Plus, you're getting a tax deduction on the mortgage interest you're paying, anyways. So, you know that that's that's not something we can answer a hundred percent on the show. Um, I say yes, one hundred percent pay off credit card debt on the mortgage. Let's take a little look at it. Let's crunch some numbers and let's see if that's the best scenario or. Is there a happy medium in there somewhere, or should you just keep the mortgage and invest the money? Let them crunch these numbers for you. Learn a little bit more about the situation, 800-891-8680. And we got a minute here for Gaucher. Can you take the income from a qualified annuity and transfer it to another qualified annuity? We've taken the free withdrawal amount from a qualified annuity to another, but but not the income. First thing I would say is uh, there's a little bit of information lacking there. I would I would have to ask the question. She says, we've taken the free withdrawal amount from a qualified annuity and put it in another annuity before. You know, you, you need to watch that. I don't know the details of, of how you've done that, but we have something called replacement, meaning if you're replacing one annuity with another, sometimes there's some restrictions there and, and there's some no-nos. Sometimes it's okay. But yeah, you, you can take the income from a qualified annuity and you could transfer it into another qualified annuity uh, because now it depends on what they're meaning by qualified annuity here. All annuities are qualified. That just means they're qualified for tax deferral, okay? But is it a qualified, or when you say qualified, do you mean it's an IRA? If it's an IRA, no, you can't take that income and put it back in another IRA because that's taxable income, and then you can't put it back in another IRA, right? So there's a few ins and outs there. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I appreciate the question, but we we can't nail that answer down. Um, too many variables in, involved, but uh, give, give our office a call, and we'd be happy to walk through it with you. Look, ask you a few more questions. One of our all-star advisors just needs to ask you three or four questions there to get a couple more details from you, and then they could advise you or consult you in the, in the right direction. Great questions today, Dave. Always great questions from our listeners out there. Before the month's over, we're going to do what we told them. We're going to d- devote one entire show to quite Q&A. But for right now, it's the end of the show, so it's that last time, last offer of the show. If you're not sure of where you're going in retirement, if you're on your way to retirement or you're trying to find your way through retirement and you just have any doubt, you should have zero doubt. Our clients, our main job and objective is to create all the confidence and education they need so that they have no doubt in retirement and they can enjoy their life and live the life they so well deserve. If you have any doubt, you have any questions, it's time for a second opinion. We talked a lot on taxes today. We talked a lot about where we're going in this nation. We talked about a lot about what the future of retirement looks like, all the ins and outs of it. There's a hundred different ways to approach retirement planning. There's no one way that fits all. It's all an individualized situation. So if you want to come sit down, get a second opinion on where you're currently doing, or just get some individualized advice for you and your specific situation, here's your opportunity. No obligation, no cost up front. Come sit down with one of our all-star advisors and let's get you set to retire right. At 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680 to sit down with Paul and his team of fiduciary all-star advisors and talk about your retirement. It's fun today, Paul, as always. And you're a lot a of great fun today, teacher. Dave. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're a great teacher, too. So we are going to do it again next week. We'll have fun here next week. And anybody out there, y'all y'all tune in and listen. We're going to have that Q&A session coming this month. Uh, absolutely. That's going to be fun. All, a whole show of that. Retire Right Radio. We'll see you next week. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Paul Roberts nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.